Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentors. Right now, we're continuing our interview with Luisa Nicola. Last we left off, she was talking about the power and importance of a healthy microbiome and how you can discover your own gut-related needs. We're about to take a dive into how to better our focus and motivation, the concept of the mind and the brain and how they interact with one another, and how we can better regulate our emotions. If you'd like a detailed look and resources on nootropics or smart drugs and more on the microbiome, there's a free resource article titled, Are Smart Drugs the Answer? Available for you in the description below. And with that, let's jump back into the interview. Oh, I think that's so cool. And I, yeah, I absolutely love Naveen Jain's work. I've been following him for, I want to say, ever since I was a junior, maybe sophomore in high school. Um, Viome is, I'm so glad that you promote it because it just reinforces the fact that what he does is real and has real benefit. Um, and on the line of, I know that you mentioned people having brain fog and like, how do I fix it? How do I fix it? I always kind of want to think about focus, you know, because I guess I think the opposite of brain fog is focus. And, you know, on one side, we are not eating well, but on the other, we don't have that good of an attention span. What is it? Like everyone says less than a goldfish, but I understand why. I mean, for for people to stay um, focused and for people to have attention, you have to put so much effort and energy in focusing onto one thing while you have several distractions around you. So how can we build up our endurance to stay focused? Yeah, so I think now is a good time to tell everybody that it is um, neurologically impossible to multitask. Multitasking is a myth when it comes to the brain. Your brain can't really concentrate on two things at once. What it can do is it can it's called split attention where you focus on one task and the brain splits to another task. You may think on the outside, oh, I'm multitasking, I'm doing the cooking, I'm reading, I'm doing this at the same time, but you're actually not. What's happening is the task at hand that you're concentrating on is getting the most attention. Maybe it's getting like you know, 80% of the attention and then it splits and it goes to and from, to and from. And that's what multitasking is. I learned from a from my triathlon years when I had to become the best in three sports, you know, people go to the Olympics for one sport, people, you know, go to the World Championship Series for, for one sport. I had to concentrate on three sports. And my coach used to always say to me, when you're in the pool, you're in the pool. When you're on the road, you're on the road. When you're on um, on the bike, you're on the bike. Meaning he didn't want me to focus on absolutely anything else. And my core focus was when I was in the pool, it was the black line, just swimming the black line, meeting my times. And so I started to understand that I needed to have, you know, distinct and direct focus. So it takes discipline. It's not a, we don't even have to go into the neurology behind it. It takes discipline. If you're going to, and I get this now, okay, I sit down, I need to write an article, I need to answer my emails to say I need to spend two hours doing this. There are moments where I think about my phone, I think about calling somebody, I think about calling somebody back and it's hard but you have to set yourself, it's, it's discipline, right? And you get more done and you spend more mental energy on doing that one task. And then you get a greater, a greater effort, uh, a greater effect from it. Absolutely. And I love the fact that you bring up that we're, we can't multitask. Um, I was watching a short video and it's like, oh, who's better multitasking, men or women? And then they end up saying women. But I was watching these people try to do multiple things at once as a fun experiment. And I was like, they're not doing anything right. You know, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that you say, bring yourself down, focus on the one thing and just let it be that thing. Um, I've been trying to teach myself how to do that. And I won't lie. It is, <laughs> it has been a challenging process. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, just speaking of the brain in general, I love your company's philosophy. 
um, I think it is the mind is what the brain does. Yes. that right. Can you enhance a little more on that? Because that is the, like, that is the coolest phrase ever for a company. I I absolutely love it too. The mind is what the brain does. Why do I think there's, this is a a controversial topic amongst neuroscientists and neurologists. So it is my opinion. I think um, when I, I separate the two, we talk about mindset in our lives. There's a lot of, you know, mindfulness, mindset, mindset hacks. Okay. But what are we doing about the brain? Now, I think that the brain comes first. The brain will always win. Meaning if you've got a, let's, let's look at this analogy. Think of the brain as the house. Okay. It's the bricks, it's the roof, it's the outside of it. And the mind is the furniture within the house. What happens if a, um, just say if I if a tsunami comes within the house, what will happen? You tell me. Um, everything gets flooded up with water. Yeah, or like let's say a tsunami or, or a hurricane inside the house. Imagine the the um, the furniture just going everywhere and smashing. Okay, but the the bricks, the house is still intact on the outside. Okay, what happens if you've got a a really strong built house? Okay, and a tsunami is coming, and it doesn't, and the and like the and the the tsunami is coming. Okay, the house is strong enough to withhold the the pressure from tsunami, and the water just floats around it. The house doesn't demolish, therefore the furniture is safe. Okay, the furniture is the mind, meaning. If we have a strong brain, and I really believe this, if we take care of our brain, the actual flesh, the the neurons, the mechanics of the brain, if we understand it, I think we'll have a great, a, a better, a better way of controlling our mind. Whereas, I don't think that if you have a strong mind, it's not going to change the way your brain is. Does that make sense? No, it absolutely does, and that kind of brings me to another thought. You know that metaphor reminds me a lot about the environment because while your house can be really steady sometimes um you know your phone will break in or your whole family will say something that completely contradicts what you want to do next and Mm. either way your environment really does um put a a uh, hindrance or an advantage how Mm. can you train your brain to tune out your environment or should you be even tuning out your environment Um, Look, I'm a very firm believer in becoming silent um, for at least, you know, half an hour a day. And to tune out the environment, you have to really get in touch with being able to silence and quiet your mind. And that's why we have meditation. The best people in the world on this earth that can actually tune out the environment are monks. Okay. And that's because they spend probably eight hours a day meditating. Now, I I follow the Vedic meditation tradition where in the morning I do 20 minutes of meditation and at 4 p.m. I do 20 minutes of meditation. Now, this enables me to focus and center before anything happens, first thing in the morning, and then it gives you greater control. Again, neuroplasticity, the more times you do something, the greater the highway strengthens. So if we're teaching our brain every morning to silence and to just focus and to Um, become calm and to block out the environment and block out the nonsense and the negative thoughts, then if we're feeling stressed or anxious at any time in the day, we're better able to switch that on because we've been practicing it. That's why meditation exists. 
I love your definition of that. Um, I think meditation has been one of those terms that has been thrown out so vaguely. Uh, everyone says, oh, what do you do? What do you do in the mornings? Oh, I meditate, I meditate. But no one really expands on the idea of meditation and why it's beneficial. So honestly, I'm really glad that you came um, to like ground ground one, ground zero with my audience and said, hey, here's what meditation does for you. And this is why it's a benefit. And honestly, you know, thinking about how you're saying, hey, it's neuroplasticity, this is how you build it up. Something that's also really flighty for the human brain is motivation. Um, everyone says, oh, you shouldn't rely on motivation. You know, it, you know, it comes and goes, it comes and goes. Discipline is what stays. But discipline is hard and we're primal beings that don't want to do things all the time. And I know that your philosophy is all about generating motivation. Is meditation also a way to generate motivation each day? Look, no. Now I'm going to tell you why. I think that motivation isn't something that we just we are born with. We don't just wake up and have motivation. I think it's like a, a you need to generate it, just like a um, you know on the Simpsons how it, they've got the new nuclear power plant. I think the energy from that power plant isn't just it doesn't exist. They generate it. That's what I don't know. I think that's what Homer's job is. But that's what we can't just expect to wake up and be motivated we have to generate it how do we generate motivation well we set goals we understand what lights us up what gives us clarity why are we getting up in the morning what's our goals for the day that's every night I go to sleep I kid you not and I know what I'm going to do the next day especially here I don't know if you know this if you've been following me I'm I landed in Australia 10 days ago and I'm under strict quarantine rules I've been in a um, I've been in uh, in a hotel room it's very daunting. I we don't get fresh air. The windows don't open. We're not allowed to leave the door. We don't. We get fed what we're given. It's a really, you know, I don't like this experience for mental health. Um, I think it's bad. However, if I just seep into it, oh, you know, I'm just going to watch movies all day. I don't. I try and maintain my my lifestyle because you do, you know, you don't want to get sad and depressed and you know stuff up your mindset. So I generate my motivation. I, I literally, before I go to sleep, I, I book in my workouts. I'm like, well, tomorrow I'm going to do the Nike, um, the Nike workout. And then I'm going to do my podcast. And then I've got three meetings and then I'm going to have lunch. Maybe I'll do some meditation. Like I, I have to generate that motivation because I know what it's going to get me. But if I wake up and I just, I don't know, I don't have set tasks, then I'm just going to be doing whatever. And it's going to be harder for me to get motivated. Absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, during my quarantine experience, I've been feeling the same thing, right? So for mm. the first two weeks, I was bouncing around, didn't know what I was doing. Um, my, my Our neighbor's cat just had kittens. So I've been playing with kittens a lot. And <laughs> and it's been rather frustrating because at the same time, I'm like, Ava, you, you need to get on track. You need to get yourself online, right? Mm. Uh, but the problem is, is that, you know, um, reasoning and giving our brain something to do is our why, right? That is super important. Mm. I've heard you talk about it before. Our brain mm. needs a why and that's the key to discipline. But at the same time, our brains are really, really good at doing mental gymnastics in mm. order to get what we really want to do. Uh, how can we better combat that? Well, look, we. I love how you said mental gymnastics. I've been working a lot. Um, I'm the ambassador of Fitlight. Okay, so I've been working a lot with their brand um, because I truly believe in it and I love it and I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with understanding how we can literally do weights for our brain. And, you know, the best thing that I've come up with is our 
neuroathletic method, which is a combination of brain body exercises, but also involving the fit light, which is reaction training lights that can strengthen neural pathways in terms of mental endurance, reaction training, memory, cognition, neurocognitive to performance. And if you involve, if you do, uh, let's say 30 minutes of, um, uh, let's say 20 minutes a day, okay, or even 30 minutes three times a week of this these specific uh, brain body exercises, you're going to be better off. Your brain is actually going to grow and strengthen and it's going to be able to take on a lot more than what it can now. It's like your bicep, right? Your bicep, as you work it, it gets stronger, therefore it can take on more pressure. It's the same as your brain. You work it out more, it can take on more pressure. Um. Something that is really great for your audience to know, because I know everyone exercises out there and everyone knows that exercise is great for the brain, but we don't know how. Well, we actually do. So there's this thing called BDNF, okay? It's um, brain-derived neurotropic factor. Now, it's a protein and it actually gets, um, it's a neuroprotein, so it's, a, it's, it's in the brain, and it actually gets excreted when you do certain um certain physical activity. So we know that going for a walk, a brisk walk three times a week can in- increase BDNF. Now we want to increase BDNF because it's involved in neurogenesis. What is neurogenesis? Well, we've got neuro meaning the brain and, and the brain cells and we've got genesis meaning it new formation. So neurogenesis is actually formulates new neurons in the brain. So you're growing it, you're growing the brain, you're strengthening it via exercise. Oh, I think that's the coolest thing ever. And, you know, is there simple tricks that people can do at home? Because sometimes you don't really have the facilities or the resources in order to go out and to really train your brain. Are there simple things that people can do at home in order to train their brain? Yeah, look, um, I'm actually going to release an at-home mental fit. <coughs> sorry, an at-home mental fitness guide. Um, it's going to be literal, so simple, maybe two, three pages long, that everyone can be doing at home to increase um, their mental performance when they've got no activities, and it can involve um, things like a memory game. Okay, timed memory, meaning I've got this one called Find the Numbers, where you literally have to find in chronological order 1 to 50 in a timed manner and you just keep timing yourself and timing yourself. So things like that which places the brain under pressure while also trying to simultaneously um, achieve a, a result is really hard but also rewarding at the same time. Oh, I love that. And that's going to be so perfect for quarantine. Is that coming out soon? It will be probably in the next two weeks. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, one question that I really wanted to ask you uh, regarding not just mental health, but your emotions is that, you know, human beings are really, really emotional creatures. I'm not going to react rationally when something happens to me. It's always emotional first thing, then you can take a step back and be conscious. Um, But I know one of your specialties is helping better manage people's emotions. So in times of stress, in times of sadness or anger, how can you better manage um, how you feel? You've always got to take, there's a five second rule, okay? Take a breath before you react to everything. I say this often in relationships, before you react, take a breath, take an hour, go for a walk, clear your mind. It's really hard, okay? It's really hard to like hold that in and not react. I get that because it's an emotional response. But the stronger you are mentally, the stronger your brain is, 
like I said, the more strength it has, the easier it is to literally not fight that impulse. It's like impulse control. You know, it's the same. It's actually the same reward system that your brain uses for not eating. Okay, not you know eating the 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 chocolate, not eating the cake when you know you want to. It's that impulse control. How do you stop it? Well, it's a it's the same thing. So if you want to just before you react to something emotionally, first and foremost, you just have to take a breath. Take just set yourself. I'm going to take five seconds. I'm going to take 10 seconds. I'm going to breathe and reassess. And if you still want to react after you've breathed, then fine, go ahead and do that. However, if you can have that mental strength to just stop, then yeah, it's a, it's another learned behavior. I find that absolutely fascinating. And the fact that, you know, it's something so simple as taking your time to breathe, but so challenging as to really sort out and manage how you feel so that you can come down and make a real logical decision makes all the difference in relationships mm -hmm. and in life. And unfortunately, I could talk to you all day, but unfortunately we're running out of time. I um, love this. Everyone you? Reach out to you. <laughs> yeah, definitely guys. Um, well, I have a, I have a podcast. It's called the neuro experience. Um, I've got uh, my Instagram pages. You can go to neuro athletics and the most, this is the first time I'm, I'm actually going to say this, um, we've just signed up for people can now text me personally. So we've got a text messaging service that I'll be um, putting out there on my Instagram, which is the diamond boss. Um, and I'll be putting that out there and you can text me your questions and your thoughts directly. Oh, that is wonderful. And I'm so excited for that new service to come out. Louisa, thank you so yeah. much for being on. Ava, thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview series. I would love to know some of your best takeaways. You can find me easily on LinkedIn or Instagram just by searching Ava Wetrick, and I'll happily get back to you and have a conversation. If you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a rating in iTunes. That act will compound in ways that I can't even imagine. As you have just found a mentor here, go out into the world and see who you can be a mentor to today.